Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Great to be back once again, finally, for State of the Vikings 2015. It's about time, isn't it? It's been a long time. And joined today, as promised, the man, Sebastian Balls. Hey, hey, it's nice to be back. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, State of the Vikings. Yep, as we always start off with annual review, we put a purple bow, per se, on the 2014 season. It'll be brief, and then we hop into, well, what we all get excited for. It's uh, football's Christmas season, where we open up presents and... Well, at, at least some people do. Our, our focus might be slightly different, which is fine with us, right? Yeah, definitely. I think our Christmas presents over the last five years has come more or less in May, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise the other presents are expensive and they and they break easily. Uh-oh. <laughs> some, oh, of the, oh. some, some of the free agents that have been signed over the years. Some of them. Some of them. It's okay. The Niners had to learn the hard way by signing Chris Cook. Yeah, what the hell was that? Really? <laughs> Chris Cook and Madeo Williams. Yeah, they're uh, they're the other Vikings something. Uh, Vikings uh, Southwest, I suppose, instead of Northwest. But uh, I don't want to even think about Vikings Northwest, though. Oof. Mm. Hey, it's just Vikings West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as we like to do for our season wrap-up, we like to generally get into the whole deal of who was the. Who is the most viable player, biggest disappointment, biggest uh, surprise, all that good stuff. I'll just put a brief little brief little recap on the season. How, of course, Matt Castle, we'll be talking about him very briefly later. Second, second, of course. Um, now, the season started off with Matt Castle's the starter. He's bridging to Bridgewater. He's bridging the gap to Bridgewater, ultimately. Or, yeah, he was a, ultimately brought back to be the guy who bridges the gap. Little did we know it would be Bridgewater. Okay, I've said that too much already. Um, and then he hurt his foot only three games into the season. Or was it four, three and a half or so? <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater takes over. Yeah, it was fun to watch. We got our first, uh, we got one glimpse of Christian Ponder. And, uh, well, reality set in. This guy is completely not fit to be a starting quarterback in this league. And, well, luckily for other teams out there, nobody's uh, bid on that one just yet. <laughs> He's a free agent. Good riddance. And, boy, what a fun run it was watching Christian Ponder develop this season, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> he should follow his uh, former draft class in Duck D, who went right before him into the uh, bye-bye lane. Yeah. Would that be? Oh, it's Jake Locker, right? There you go. Can you believe he's already retiring? Is Let's that, is that, that real? later, but, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, sorry. Yep. It's like, I can't believe it. So, yeah, Ponder probably will be... Yeah, forced to retire, per se. But watching Teddy Bridgewater develop, yeah, well, how, how fun was that? Oh, that, oh my God. It was a headache at first because that first mm-hmm. touchdown could not come fast enough. Yeah, it took forever, didn't it? That was only a couple games, but the way that we <laughs> anticipated it. And out of all people, it went to core Daryl Patterson. Yeah, yep. That was probably about his only touchdown all season. That's a huge topic of the year, obviously. Bridgewater was the theme in a lot of ways, They just wonderful, wonderful vibe we got for this season and for seasons in in the future. I mean, oh man, it just totally changed the whole landscape of this franchise for the long-term future, at least so we'd like to believe. Patterson, we believed, looked like something special last year. 
Oh, in the first game of the season, he looked special, but after that, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I think a lot of that goes to the coaching, too, that we just didn't properly utilize him. I mean, he's a, a mix between a Randy Moss and a Percy Harvin. I mean, if you're going to look at speed and athleticism, it's just we didn't utilize him. We only ran him, like, two times the rest of the year, and like you had yeah. said on one of the posts, hmm. he just falls over if he gets hit in the backfield, and it's true. It's not like he can really go anywhere. He doesn't have that explosive let's run over you type of thing he's going to make you miss if he can but Mm -hmm. have two guys there it's just about over yeah it's like the whole theme is he's a wide receiver not a running back i mean it's nice to use him that way on occasion but yeah i mean he's the kind of guy he's not built to be a guy who can run over people like Mm -hmm. a certain running back is who i try to i'm going to try to avoid a bit obviously he's part of the you know, the season and all that stuff. And, well, he's, he he was only part of the first game, but part of all the yabbering on the in the media all season. It, uh, it's like, it's too much. That's why I've avoided it all season. Because if people aren't Adrian fatigued by listening to it in the media all season, regardless of what your stance is, regardless of what your stance is on the whole thing, if people aren't fatigued by it, I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, it, it's just been too much of a headache. Yeah. Just non-stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So with that, ultimately, yeah, I mean, we have Teddy Bridgewater to look forward to. Greg Jennings, nice veteran receiver. I mean, he, he was solid all season. I'm glad to have him. Other than that, it's pretty much, I mean, a non-playoff season, but of course the injuries that got in the way, bad luck, bad bounces, bad this, bad that, giving up a fourth and 20, a million things that, Kept us out of the playoffs, and yeah, we still managed to finish seven and nine in a defense outside of that Packer game that we don't want to remember. Looked pretty good most of the season, huh? Well, I'd say we did a fantastic job. We lost four games by three or less points, and one of them happened to be in Chicago, where they mm. effed up the scoreboard with two minutes to go. Yeah, that was really bad, wasn't it? In the yeah. the the clock and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and then the refs only knew the time, so Teddy had to throw one deep and throw an interception. So Yeah, kind of a forced play that derailed right. that game. That was another one you had to chalk up as one of the nine losses instead of a, possibly an eighth win, and who knows, maybe Buffalo's a ninth win, and, right. and so on and so forth. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, if we could have pulled mm. off at least one Detroit victory, mm-hmm. a Green Bay victory, and the Buffalo, we would have topped Detroit for their second-place seed, Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I don't know what else could have happened, you know, because momentum, you know, one game can throw yeah. it off. So. Yep, the Buffalo yeah. game did, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the NFL. Yeah, NFL, the whole season can change in one play. Like, one non-interception way back in 1994, dare I go way off into la-la land here, but so I still remember it crystal clear. Uh, a rookie by the name of, well, he wasn't a rookie anymore, but a young guy by the name of Drew Bledsoe threw a pass on a, was at a third third and long, and ball went right through Jack Del Rio's hands, first down, it just bleeped up our whole season. We were 7-2 and two at that point, and just, yeah, it was a snowball. We, hmm. Yeah, I mean, we do start out 6-0 and oh and manage to still miss the playoffs. So. Yeah, 2003. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> only us. Only us. Yep, only us. True. I'm trying to think of some other team that did that. It's like something's in there somewhere, but I'll I'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, I mean, a wonderful development by certain defenders that looked like garbage, looked like they should cut them. I mean, Josh Robinson looked like 
a guy who at least belongs in the league. Last year we were begging him to be cut, or last year, the year before, pardon me, with Frazier, we were begging him to get cut. This year he looked like okay, not great, but at least, you know, feasible. Xavier Rhodes looks like he's going to be something pretty special for a while, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it'll only help Rhodes if we get a Trey Wayans or a mm-hmm. Chris Culliver, that type of bigger corner to fit on the outside so we can move Munderland back into the slot. Mm-hmm. And so Robinson can come in in a subtype of package where, you know, they're loading up an extra smaller wide receiver inside so he doesn't have to cover a Brandon Marshall per se, you know. That would be nice. That would be that would be very nice. Um, yeah, because Mun- Munderland playing out of position all year, often he was a, uh, you know, <laughs> he was uh, the source of a lot of frustration throughout the season and uh, receiving on on the receiving end of a lot of angst from Viking fans and some key plays. But it's yeah, he was out of position. Unfortunately, it's how it goes. Josh Robinson perhaps will have to be on the second team or so, second unit. Uh, should we head in that direction, which I would not at all be against, by the way. That's that's foreshadowing a little bit, but, but that's part of the game, right? I think it's still a good cut. I'm not opposed to that. And there's that possibility, too, depending on just how just how many cornerbacks wind up here via the draft and free agency or just one or the two. Ultimately, the defense is headed in the right direction. That's great. Awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled, and it's probably going to get better with this draft, without a doubt. Maybe if Smart free agent here and there. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's in the next segment. I keep jumping on that. And, yeah, um, wonderful, wonderful bridging the gap to the next uh, the next step for the franchise with Teddy Bridgewater leading this team so nicely as the season developed. That Chicago game, you could just get this vibe. This guy really is going to be a special player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was there personally live to see it. And mm-hmm. j- just the way that the crowd interacts to him, you know, every time he walks onto the field. And, yeah, people get frustrated when watching on TV when we're still chanting Teddy in the huddle. Oh. And, mm-hmm. and the players, you know, try to get us to be quiet. But mm-hmm. I don't think you can find any other place in the league that's doing that for a rookie quarterback, to be honest with you. That's how deprived we are over the last 40 years of oh. a quality rookie quarterback. And when we finally get one, we let them know about it. You know, we're like, yeah, we do chant Teddy. And sure, you want us to be quiet. And I was there for at least six, <laughs> seven games. But we ain't going to shut up. No, we, we can't. It's it's too exciting. I mean, like we say off air, like I've said in shows over many years, we always try to go for the home run, the Herschel Walker, the Brett Favre, which I like the Brett Favre, the Herschel Walker, not so much. Well, uh, Jeff George, blah, 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 just Cunningham, you know. Mm-hmm. At least Brett Favre was a signing and not a ten-pick trade. Yeah, that. Yep, that's a big difference. Yep, just a one. Just it was just a signing. It was awesome, but then we, you know, tried to gamble and go back at it in 2010, and then set us back a couple of years. Unfortunately, the way other players kind of went down the drain after that, and the coaching staff. But that's okay with that part. <laughs> at least that coach. At least that coach. Good riddance. Um, Oh, boy, that's another subject. But, yeah, I mean, we're not just trying to hit the one-year home run. We're trying to get a bunch of singles so we can load the bases to hit the Grand Slam, which is a Super Bowl championship, and hallelujah. It's about time we did that, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, like you said, it's it's <laughs> been a frustrating journey, and I know I've been <sighs> a little bit less time because I'm younger, but mm-hmm. still 15 years of this bullcrap is enough. And like you said, we do try to go – 
big at one time, and that's why I was explaining to you that I don't mm. like <laughs> foreshadowing here, going after a whole bunch of type of people in free agencies, because that's truly not how champions are built unless you're the Seattle Seahawks. Yep, and and you know the Patriots they build up through the draft and then they get a free agent or two that fits right, yeah. nicely that maybe he was a problem child somewhere else or injured or he's getting older and oh here we go boom championship or hopefully a championship a Super Bowl appearance or an NFC well I mean AFC they went to about a million of those now so there you go right, right. <laughs> or even people that they saw and you know a few years back that have struggled and said yep. oh hey you know we liked this guy if he was to be in our system mm-hmm. how about we plug him in and give him the chance they bring him into camp in x y and z the game is over he's a starter that's yeah that's what they've that's what they've been doing for so long the dante stalworths the mosses you know mosca obviously well yeah that's another thing that was that worked out great for a little for for a while there Corey dillon Garrett blunt daryl rivas who had some injuries and then all of a sudden you know i mean he was and some character issues, but overall a great player. Helped help them win. Now he's back where he is, but that's another. <laughs> that's for the other segment again. Um, but yeah, the direction of the franchise looks very positive. Thank God. You know, hopefully they can keep uh, hitting in the draft per se on some players. They're not going to hit on everybody. No. Uh, we got to eliminate the misses, though. Pray, pray to God they do that. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, Spielman. <laughs> yep. Quick question. Did you mm-hmm. hear Randy Moss is willing to come back into the league if he can play for Denver? Really? I, yeah. I did I did not. He publicly Denver. said that. Yeah, he wants to play with Peyton Manning. Really? And he knows that each of them are down to, you know, technically one year. He says he's in good enough shape to go out and play still. And I believe him. He looks pretty good still on Fox, you know, Sports 1 or whatever they call it. So. Yep, that's that's the one. Really, though? Wow, that's funny because how, well, he certainly wasn't close to the same guy in San Francisco. That, no, but he, uh, still could, he could still burn. I was watching a little bit of game yeah. because when I heard it, I had to go back and be like, is this a still, you know, a decent Randy Moss? And he still has his speed. It's just the willingness to try, mm-hmm. yep. which has oh. always been the issue. Yep. Like that one play in the final game, or final, well, the final potential yeah. play. They, they could've, he could have won the Super Bowl on that one play. If he would have reached out a little more, but hmm. guy reminds me of the guy who only let go of an interception week seventeen. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Fellow eighty four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God I was at the concession stand. I was close enough to the field to throw my popcorn. Mm-hmm. Throw the popcorn. Oh, that would have been funny. So ultimately, dare we dive into our well, MVP, all that good stuff. Are are you ready for that? Yeah, yeah, you... yeah, definitely. All right, Start so interaction first. Yeah, see, so yeah, that's exactly correct. Yeah, so yeah, we do ours after the fan interaction. Unfortunately, I can't believe this, but only two people. I don't know if it's because I didn't post it soon enough, or because I hadn't been posting a lot for a while there. People just kind of went into the doldrums there. Mark Carlson, where are you, buddy? Where are you? Where's where are, where is everybody? It's kind of sad. We but... love you, Mark. We love you. Yep. Maybe, you know what, guys, keep posting in this thread. Maybe I'll get back to it on the next show and it's perfectly fine. But I, I wish it was on this one, but uh, I can still throw it into the next show. It's not the end of the world. So, Matthew, yeah, Con- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even phone calls, I've done that in the past. But, yep. But um, Matthew Kyle out of Maine says, I'll keep it short. Teddy for 2014 MVP with Everson Griffin as an honorable mention. Matt Khalil is obviously the biggest disappointment. 
biggest positive surprise would probably be the emergence of Charles Johnson. He and Teddy have a, have a great chemistry right away. And yeah, had had a great chemistry right away. Yeah, I mean, I I like that without a doubt. Dave Hickey says I think the MVP on offense is Greg Jennings only because he was there for the entire year where Teddy only played part of the year. But I'm extremely impressed. Ditto for Charles Johnson. On D, a tie, Everson Griffin and Harrison Smith. Biggest surprise, how Coach, Coach Zimmer, of course, turned around the D. I absolutely love him. Biggest disappointment, easily, Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. Great thoughts, guys. Great thoughts. Great thoughts. Uh, Dare I, would you like to jump in first? Yeah, I'll take a swing at it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm just going to address the disappointment issue. Cordero Patterson. <laughs> was way overhyped going into this. Hmm. He truly was. I mean, if you have a half of a brain, you should see that his skill set does not technically say directly wide receiver and going to be elite, you know, within four, two, two, four years. He's going to need work, which he's finally getting now. So we just built him up too high. So, yeah, okay, he can be your disappointment. But at the same time, I didn't really expect a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt Khalil, on the other hand, <sighs> I don't see him being a big disappointment. At first, it, it was rough to watch, and I'm not going to lie. When he got into that fin- fan interaction, he might have liked, hit his own head after he hit that, uh, the fan's hat off or whatever mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Co- Coach could have threatened his job there for a little bit, but he really turned it around after that. And I know it's hard to play with a POS guard right next to you, and I'm sure that's not easy. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm happy that we're going after possibly somebody in the draft to address that. But I'll start with my biggest disappointment. <laughs> Jeff Locke, punter UCLA. <laughs> yeah? This guy shanked more punts than I've ever <sighs> seen in my life. And trust me, I've seen a lot of bad punts. Biggest surprise... Uh, Sharif Floyd and the Xavier Rhodes. That uh, mm, those two guys, mm. you know, we we expect them to be good, but I was still gonna think, you know, one or two more years down the road. I just I just didn't see him being such an emergence right away. MVP, mm-hmm. Coach Zimmer, just because of not even just the defense, but the team as a whole, the way that he managed yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, we technically were mathematically in the playoff race until week 15 when we lost to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So That was I mean, a big one. I was forgetting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, and that was another mm-hmm. two-point game that I was addressing. Oh. That, that was brutal. Oh, yep. <laughs> if there's a game to forget, it's that and the Buffalo one. My God. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about the Miami game. It's so caught up in the Wolves and why, you know, Timberwolves explosion, Brave the Wild. What the hell? Same on me. <laughs> yeah, that, that game was just ridiculous. It was but, ugly, yep. Oh, my oh. God. All right, it's your turn, Joey. I'm not ready. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, you got to be kidding, right? <laughs> right, he only has so many days to do this. Oh, yeah, that would be so bad. Biggest disappointment, well, for the longest time, the longest time, Partially because of the importance he had and, you know, the importance of his position and, well, his draft his draft position as well was the left tackle for the longest time. He was the biggest disappointment for me. But then, you you know, you realize he was hurt and then he got better when he got healthier. He started to play better 
not like a pro bowler, but at least like somebody that <laughs> deserves to at least be in the NFL, where at some for the longest time he was a turnstile and was complete garbage. So I won't quite give it to him. He's on the list, but he's not the uh, biggest disappointment. Uh, biggest disappointment, I, well, can't be Christian Ponder because everybody knows he is just like a complete POS. And he was even worse than we thought, which is really funny. Not, not even third string quality, which is really hilarious. <laughs> the the Arizona yeah. third stringer was better than him. Yeah, Right, right. For how much we were trying to sell him in the preseason is, oh, you know, he's quality. You know, <laughs> I, I truly think we were trying to just shop him around at that point. I honestly do. We were trying to, yeah. And it's like, 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 who's going to mm-hmm. take our bait? Is yeah, it's literally like a fish. Like you put a hook, just a hook with no corn on it, right? And, and it's covered with, I don't even know, like some. It's covered with like insect repellent. Oh, well, come on, why? Why is no fish biting? What the hell? Okay, it, it's covered with part of Christian Ponder. Nobody wants it. Exactly, that's the thing. Yeah, it's. I've never seen any. Uh, he literally looks like a cat with like big men running after him. That's what he looks like. A cat, like how a cat would react. Right. When hiking the ball, like the cat would just scurry and run away, basically. That's pretty much about what Ponder would do. Um, so there you go. Biggest disappointment, long story longer, or long story shorter, per se. For me, I gotta go with Cordero Patterson. I mean, you gave up a lot to get him. Um, I, I had more expectations maybe than you did. I understand he's not ready for, he, he wasn't ready to be this number one receiver, you know, a la, God knows, you know, Megatron, or at one point we'd like to, we'd like to say a Randy Moss or somebody like that. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, there we go. It's like I'm blanking here. This is not good. But, but for uh, how much he was built up, we yeah more. Yeah, for how much he's built up, you'd think, yeah, exactly. You'd think he was, gosh, you'd think he's Jerry Rice and, and Randy Moss mixed into one. But ultimately, I don't like his attitude. <laughs> he he's not a it's not a bad attitude it's a it's a football you know it's nice I'm glad I you know football's cool you know I can make some money and I, I'm popular but you know I just love fashion you know and and, and I I just love riding in limousines you he's know such a woman he is a woman and okay yep and I I don't mean any insult to women yeah, out there no, yep no, I'm not trying to insult <laughs> yep nobody, yep but I'm going oh no stereotype. Yeah, he is, yeah, he literally, yeah. And yeah, because I got a, it's funny, I got an email for Brave the Wild questioning why I called them the Sedines, why I called the Sedine brothers the Sedine sisters. You know, she said she likes the show, but she's like, what does that mean? Something negative about women? I'm like, oh, come on. You know, so. All right. Yeah. I, I forgot to even bring it up on the last show, so I'll hopefully bring it up next show. But yeah. no, see, it's like, it's nothing against women. It's just, well, um, if you're going to have a, if you're going to be a Mall of America, if you're going to bring like a Mall of America type attitude on the football field, I don't know if that's a match. I really don't, you know? Right. And him and his nice little <laughs> shoes that he wore that one game or gloves or whatever the hell it was that he helped fumble them. Wasn't that cute? Wasn't that oh, precious? God. That was, that was that was precious, you know? It it really was. It, it might put him on the cover of a magazine, but, but it probably won't be a sports one. So Yeah, yeah. sucks ass of the year. It just it just doesn't comply. For some reason, I'm getting an echo, but uh, hopefully it's okay. Uh, hopefully no one hears it. But <laughs> what was your biggest surprise, Joey? So the biggest surprise, yeah, because I'm bouncing all over the place. Thank you, sir. <laughs> biggest surprise, well, it's gonna be 
you could say Charles Johnson, yeah, because he kind of came off the scrap heap. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'll go with Charles Johnson ultimately. It's like I'm kind of leaning like Chris, uh, Christian Bonner, pardon me. I was leaning, <laughs> yeah, excuse me, kind of in a way Bridgewater, just how quickly he caught on to things. But, I mean, it's not like he was quite Pro Bowl level yet. Charles Johnson literally came from the scrap heap of, you know, Cleveland Brown land and, 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 and all that. And he ended up being a pretty nice receiver. So I'll go with Charles Johnson right there. So there you go. And, uh, and former Packer. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP? My it, MVP yeah. was Coach Zimmer. Okay, my bad. I'm like, what the hell? So ultimately, my MVP is the guy that, well, all eyes on this guy. All eyes on him. And you probably have a pretty good idea who it is. Number five. <laughs> number five. I mean, all eyes on number five. He has literally changed the landscape of the franchise. It's one thing to have a great receiver who electrifies the crowd, a la Randy Moss. It's one thing to have he who I shouldn't name because I'm sick of hearing his name running for, you know, 300 yards nearly against the Chargers. Right. And three touchdowns, all that stuff. That was awesome. Right. But it's another to have a quarterback of the future who actually could be, a, who actually really does appear to be the type of quarterback who doesn't ask where's the party, who isn't, <laughs> who in isn't, who, who isn't riding in limousines and who isn't in rehab. Yep, a la the other guy who likes to roll up hundred dollar bills and God knows what that means. <clears throat> we probably don't want to know, but <laughs> I'm sure uh, most of our audience has a good idea. That's really yeah, and it's really unfortunate, you know, if he's. Even if he's joking, it's not funny. Come on now. <laughs> you know? um, but no, I mean, when you have a quarterback who's, where's where's the film room? Rather than where's the party? Where's the fancy clothes? That is the most, that's my most valuable player. I mean, it just, I ha- I come in with a better attitude right now about the Vikings than I have in, in many, many years. So yeah. there it is. There it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like you said, or like I said earlier, you know, we are chanting Teddy in the stadium just because we haven't had this in Seoul, or really ever. Just, you know, uh, just Tarkenden, just, <laughs> Tarkenden, but yeah, that was like, like, you know. 50 years ago. Exactly, 50 it, and 40, it, yep. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like it. And, you know, especially in my lifetime, I've never been able to go to a Vikings game and we're all rocking the same, you know, quarterback jersey. I usually, you know, before the season I saw Ponder, Jackson, we got to stop na- or numbering quarterback seven on our team. It's a curse. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it it worked once, and it was only one year. And we know that was Reynolds Cunningham. Uh, and to be fair, there was another quarterback that was drafted that looked like a quarterback of the future, but he was kind of a "waters the party" type of guy, though. And that was Culpepper, number eleven. He kind of was, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean that boat incident didn't help any. Mm-mm. That pretty much was like the nail in the coffin for that that era of Viking football in a lot of ways, and then brought in the greatest coach ever with a kick-ass offense. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, you love it. We we got it in. We got it in. <laughs> we got it in. <laughs> so with that, I mean, um, positive. I mean, we're bridging. We're bridging to the next level with Bridgewater. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, does it? In my opinion, no, because I bought my jersey preseason week one. I had it pre-ordered, so dang, (laughs) I can honestly say say I took a risk. You were you were ready, and uh, there you go. You bought the stock before it popped to a hundred bucks. You bought it at about five or six. So, well, well, well done, young man. Well done. Thank you, Saul. 
Yes, sir. Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's keep moving, Saul. Exactly. Yep. So with that, um, probably the last... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, this probably should wrap up what we need to say, right? I mean, is, is, is there anything else you'd like to throw in at the end? I'm just going to have this for when we go into a break. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, they are... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they are soaring. Maybe. So with that... Yeah. They are. They are definitely winning free agency in some ways right now. Definitely. So with that, we will take a break. Great segue. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. are back here on Purple Mafia. It's time for the free agency. Oh, it's time to open some presents. And we're going to talk a, kind of a wide scale of free agency here. We're going to make fun of some teams. We're going to, well, say, hey, that was <laughs> that was a damn good move. You know, that all that good stuff. And talk about the Vikings, obviously, where we're headed. And eh, just kind of some hints to the draft. Sebastian's got some, uh, he's got some, he's got some stuff, uh, Cooking, ready to talk about, too. So we're looking forward to that. And as you mentioned, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So Mr. 2-4 touchdown, who ended up winning the Super Bowl, and not Richard Sherman, you know, yeah, sorry. You, you just couldn't you just couldn't keep your mouth shut. So it kind of came back on you in the end, didn't it? Oh, that's not the first time that's happened, has it? No, no. No, no, it has not. <laughs> so the guy who likes to, well, okay, look at me jump, jumping ahead again. Uh, the Jets, yeah. They have Daryl Rivas. He's back home. Well, sort of home. Back to his original team. <gasps> Daryl Rivas is back on the Jets. Percy Harvin, cut from the Jets. Yeah, it looks like Percy's going to be going to your favorite team there, Joey. New England Patriots? Yeah. That might be the only place that can uh, get him to grow up. That might be. Maybe. And if they yeah, cut him... patient for it. Yeah, they, yeah, big time. And if they don't, that's it. He's He's dead. Yeah, if you can't excel with New England, you're about as dead to the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the guy needs to get his head out of his ass with, with, without a doubt. I mean, it's... Ugh. I mean, look at Moss. After New England, he ended up in places like San Francisco and Tennessee. Yep, and he caught like one pass in Tennessee pretty much. In San Francisco, he, <coughs> I question his effort on the... Play that could have won him his that could have finally given him his ring. I've questioned his effort on that one pretty much since the moment I saw it uh, three years ago now already. I mean, I, ah, 
Time that flies. one made me sick. Hmm? Time flies. Time does fly, and that one made me sick. Yep, I remember how you mentioned coming back from Denver. Yeah, it'd be hard to come back from that time, but if he's in shape, he's in shape, I suppose. Time flies until you start thinking about Viking season, and it's like turtle slow. Yeah, pretty much, huh? Mm. <laughs> His last four years have been just shit with Ponder. Yeah, it's like I, I don't even know where I am anymore because of him. It's like I have a psychological complex that I can't seem to get out of. Like, oh my God, I can't watch the Vikings this week. Oh no, I have to. Aww. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater's there. Oh, never mind. Yeah, turn it. Hey, get get away from me. I'm watching. You, you know. My mentor <laughs> Jeff was telling me about this uh, kid that's on his basketball team. He keeps teaches little kids on playing basketball and stuff. Yep. And this kid goes, "Why? We're just going to lose anyways." And he goes, "Are uh-huh. you going to be at some, next week's game?" And the kid's like, "I suppose. I mean, I don't know why I should be there because we're just going to lose." And that's how I feel about the Vikings until now with Teddy. Isn't it nice? Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah, we're going to lose, you know, and, and even if we do win, it's like, yeah, we won, like, 13-7 to 7 because the other team sucked even worse, like like the Jaguars. <laughs> right. Even then, we <sighs> could have squeak past them. Barely. I mean, we barely beat them, and I was like, oh, this Jaguars team, you know, wow, they really have improved in the offseason. No, no, oh, no okay. they, they didn't improve in the offseason. We just weren't any good, and we, we just we were just barely better. <laughs> Right. Speaking of the Jaguars, they're actually, well, they're doing well in free agency. I mean, shoot. Yeah, it's hard not to when you have $60 million to spend and you're forced to spend most of it. Yep, because they have to get to that at least, yeah, like $45 million or so. So, I mean, uh, Julius Thomas, a tight end from the Denver Broncos to Jacksonville. All right, then. Can't go wrong there. And Tyson then they're per- Lau. Then they're pursu- <laughs> well, they're also pursuing DeMarco Murray. And I'm like, yep. didn't you all idiots just resign- or sign uh, Toby Gerhardt to a big deal? Mm-hmm. And he did what he does best, get injured and not really produce. <gasps> he sucks. Did I say Yeah, he, he does. He he had some moments, but not enough. Uh, Jared Odrick going there, defensive tackle from the Miami Dolphins. So they lost, uh, well, they lost Indomitian, or excuse me, they gained Indomitian Sue and lost Odrick. But hey, Indomitian Sue, that's the top free agent pretty much in the whole thing, I, I would say. Off to the Dolphins, no more Lions. Yeah, we, he's not in our division anymore. Yay! Well, I mean, hmm. yay, but then at the same time, this sucks. Yeah. Are you going to miss him? Well, like, no, no, but now we have another monster just filling in his place. Yep. Yeah, the, the guy from uh, the guy from Baltimore there. Like, this is the elite uh-huh. standard. When I was watching the Combine, all they could talk about was, does this guy look like a Lodinata or not? And if he does, keep him. If he doesn't, don't draft him. And I'm like, seriously? Mm-hmm. And then... Sure, the freaking off. A loading now to goes to Detroit. Yep. Via via trade, right? Yep. Oh my God. Stop. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It's just uh, well, Detroit, so. It's like mm-hmm. you can go. Oh, oh no, go ahead. I was just bouncing. I was about to say Detroit won the fucking jackpot. Like you have to give up mm-hmm. a fourth and a fifth round pick for just that. Yeah. Like probably the greatest defensive tackle to play be short short of a Dominican Sue within the last five years. Yeah. Granted, uh, last year's numbers were just okay, but still. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they quickly made a replacement. I mean, luckily, in their case, they had a backup plan and good on them. So they're not the worst franchise in football anymore, that's for sure. They're 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 better than that, at least. They're, they're not the Raiders. <laughs> we were talking about that off air just during the break here. Whew. I missed winning two games guaranteed a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's the one thing about Detroit. Yeah, I really do miss that. We used to sweep them, especially in the Dome. It was always a win. Always. Like, we'd lose to them maybe once every decade. Well, well, we lost to them at home this year in a very, oh, another close, disappointing game. We just couldn't score for our life because the defensive line was rolling right through our turn-style offensive line. Good times. Des Bryant was franchised by the Dallas Cowboys. He's staying there. No, no real surprise. Randall Cobb, some people thought he was actually going to go to the Raiders. Nah, he's staying with the Packers. I heard Seattle for a little while. Yeah, there's even that rumor. Um, it seemed like Raiders is the one I kept hearing about, but yeah, either way, unfortunately, he's staying with the Packers, much to our disdain. He hasn't hurt the Vikings as bad as most people say that they, he probably has, but he hasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite as bad, right? No, I mean, not nearly as bad as like a Jordy Nelson or, you know, that type of wide receiver. I know Greg Jennings burned us when he was still there and Donald Driver likes. So, I mean, he's nothing like those three have ever done to a franchise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Donald Driver, my God, he's got like a million catches against us. Oh, my Lord. No. <laughs> it's because we kept lining up a Chris Cook on him. Very smart move, huh? Good job, guys. Good job. Chris Cook and then Everson Griffin. Oh, Everson. What am I talking about? Everson Griffin. Cedric Griffin. See, I, I, that's, I, how many times have I done that now on this show? Who knows? Ugh, too many, right? If we even have Ugh. Cedric Griffin as a part of the Vikings franchise history, it's too many. Yeah, it's just, yeah, he's complete garbage. I kept thinking Dominican Sue was going to go to Buffalo for some reason. I mean, I just thought because they just, I don't know, they just seem to get everybody. Speaking of Buffalo, the Minnesota Vikings have traded, well, yeah, no kidding, traded Matt Castle to Buffalo. I called it. Yes, you called it, didn't you? Two days ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So Matt Castle's gone, Sean Hill to Minnesota for two years, six million, three million per. We saved two million a year. Hey. And that's not even guaranteed money. That, that, yeah, it's good. And Sean Hill is, like like you said, and PA also said, Sean Hill's coming in here knowing his role. He is the backup, and he's all in on Teddy. He's not a slappy, <laughs> to steal a line from Paul Allen, not a slappy backup looking to try to take over and be the starter. He he knows his role. He's here to be what he is, and that's that's fantastic, and he's not as expensive as... Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're not going to pay Matt Castle five million a year to be a backup. That's just too much money. Right. Way too much money. So that was the move. See, at the time I was blanking again because I'm so stuck on the wild. I'm like, why, why would they get rid of him? I'm like, oh duh, of course. It took me like three seconds to like, oh yeah, that that's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Matt Castle to Buffalo, joining Rex Ryan and the boys over there. I think that's going to be a pretty good team because, yeah, they acquired uh, a certain running back. <laughs> hey, if, yeah. they, if they want to take Adrian, I'll say have a two-back crew, give us a couple picks, and we call it even. <laughs> Two running backs, that'd be funny. I, I would love that. but that, that would be a lethal running back core. Mm -hmm. Pick your poison. And then nobody really knows what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing, do we? So, oh, yeah. God, they're going backwards. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy traded to Buffalo. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not even the worst of it. I mean, at least mm -hmm. they got a you know mediocre defensive player for him who can be elite in the right system. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at their moronic trade they made yesterday or two days ago now, you know, the stupid quarterback situation. I never liked Nick Foles. I never really did. Mm -hmm. But he has a hundred times more potential than Sam Bradford ever could. 
Mm-hmm. There's another, yep. I mean, Red, a- ACL. <laughs> two ACLs. Exactly, yep. Back, it, back mm-hmm. to back. This mm-hmm. guy has a $15 million, something like that, cap hit to where Nick Foles had a one. Like, mm. seriously? What the hell are you doing? And then yeah. you give up two draft picks for him, too? What mm. the hell? I, uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. I'm sure mm. when the Rams got the call, they were laughing their asses off all the way to the bank. It's kind of <laughs> like the RG3 trade. The nice, it's a nice move for the Rams. I mean, the <laughs> they've been getting so lucky. To like, be, yeah, to be safe, they <laughs> it's a pretty damn good move for them, and it gives them a shot at the division if Seattle is on any downtrend of any kind. If, <laughs> if <laughs> I hope Sherman freaking falls on his face and breaks his neck. Oh, yeah, I, I can't stand him. I can't stand Richard Sherman. I was watching uh, Mad Money on CNBC because I like to follow the stock market at times and such. Right. And he brings on a special guest, and it's like I see a Seattle Seahawks logo. I'm like, oh, great. And then it's like Richard Sherman. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Richard Sherman? <laughs> Richard Sherman on Mad Money? Why? <laughs> right. uh, You're just trying to enjoy your t- time away from sports. Yeah, like once in a while, you know. I mean, because I'm hooked. Right. But but they bring in Richard Sherman, really anybody but that, please. Oh, put on Deion Sanders for crying. Okay, now okay, there we go. Now Mark Carlson's gonna beat me up for that one. Neon oh. Dion was still the greatest. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. As a player, yes, 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 <laughs> without a doubt. Off the field, I mean, even at this age, he can be kind of entertaining. When it's draft oh, time yeah. and he's talking about the players, I kind of like NFL Network's coverage for him just a little bit better than ESPN's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's nice. It is nice, it, but without a doubt. Oh, boy. So it's like you look at all the – where were we? <laughs> Uh, bouncing all over the place. Mark Carlson doesn't like Neon Dion. Yeah, it's like, where wait, where, where, am I going with this again? But uh, even before that, what were we talking about? Matt Castle, Sean Hill, all that good stuff. Oh, mm. yeah. Sean yep. Hill. Not <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, the the Eagles. Yeah, and then Jeremy Macklin's off to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, goody. Yeah, it was the Eagles that we were talking about. We're just, yeah, just miffed by what the hell are they doing? They, they lost everybody here. Macklin, LaShawn McCoy, um, <laughs> Nick Foles. Okay. All right. God, it's like the Minnesota Twins. Oh. Yep, it pretty much is. David Ortiz, Tory. Okay, Tory Hunter's back, but he's forty. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I just, I love I love him well, though. Mm. I mean, like our 2011 season when we went to you know the divisional <laughs> divisional round or whatever the hell they call it, DLCS or whatever. I mean, we 20. still got rid of everybody right after that. Yeah, twenty twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, because eleven we were like that was the year we lost ninety nine games. Right. That was horse bleep. But yeah, the Eagles, I they're flying away, I guess. <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. DeMarco Murray, where is he going to wind up? Mm. Some people say Jacksonville. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> they they hope. <laughs> I mean, like I said, if he ended up in Buffalo, that would be one mean running back core, no matter who you line up <laughs> with. I mean, Buffalo. that would just be scary. Like, Matt Castle has to do, like, no work. Mm-hmm. Is Buffalo trying to do something like that, though? I mean, like, actually try to make, like, a super running back duo? If they did, they'd only be smart because they're in a win-now type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, their defense is fantastic. Mario Williams and, and such. I kept thinking, yeah, I mean, I 
I was just on this mindset, like, Daryl Rivas is going to go there and such, and, and Dominican Sue, and it's like, wait a minute, no, that, there's no they way they could afford money. that. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they don't have Jacksonville money, 60 million cap, because Jacksonville's going to have money because they suck. It's <gasps> true, and they just really never spent their money back in years past. They thought, you know, we can spend the minimum and do what we need to do that way, so. That's Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much how they've done business down there and ho- hope to God they get the right quarterback and they haven't been able to do that yet. Mm. Well, they got Blake Bortles and he had an okay year. Yeah, there's there's still a chance, still a chance. He's, he was the number two quarterback in this year, uh, in this past draft, so hope for the number, best in that one. Mm-hmm. Number two, he's number three behind Carr. Get out of my way. Uh-oh, do you like Carr? Yeah, 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 yeah. Carr, it's Carr like I'm so... Carr had a really good year for such a shitty team. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's the Raiders. It made me, like, blank on them. Yeah, because, yeah, he, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that, I suppose. I mean, yeah, Bortles, mm, who knows? Maybe, maybe I, I, he has the second best future out of the group. I'm not sure, but. Right, I did mm-hmm. like Carr last year and when it, we were doing, you know, the draft shows and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am glad that Tennessee is going forward with Mettenberger instead of trading for Cutler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all about that it factor, baby. That's a guy that I really loved last year in the draft. Oh, God, I could not get enough of oh, Zach Mettenberger. Oh, my God. I think he's going to be good. Even though he can't move very good right now. Boy, could he throw, though. Whew. Or stay out of jail. Oh. Yep. Oh, that too. It's like the object of quarterback is to be able to throw the ball, and yeah, he sure can. The Patriots keep Devin McCourty. That's another key thing there. So at least they kept, at least they're keeping their young guys. You know, they tend to when they when they go with free agency with their like their trick type of moves per se or their reclamation projects. It's generally veterans and such from from other teams. But yeah, then they tend to lose the veterans <laughs> to other teams. But they generally keep the young guys. So at least they kept Devin McCourty. We'll, we'll see if Percy Harvin winds up there. But yeah, well, we already talked about it. Oh, go ahead. Well, they win the East no matter what the hell they do. So Yep. You know, <laughs> unless the Miami Dolphins are ready to try to take over that division. I'm sorry, but one player's not going to change that. It's like, nope, nope, no. <laughs> they were getting better, and then, well, yeah, and then they lost somebody, too. So, yeah, that that's that's true. They were they were getting better, and then they kind of finished the season crappy. So I think the happiest player in Miami is mm-hmm. going to be Cameron Wake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Talk about taking away a double team. That will help, without a doubt, yeah. Think about it. I mean, he was the best best defensive lineman there before. Now it's bombs away. He's probably like, but y'all could have given that all that money to me. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna like that part, is he? No, probably not. <laughs> it's how it goes, though. It's how it goes. Ha ha. That's how you get a championship sometimes. Yeah, you gotta work together. It can't be just one star. So, you had you had some some curveballs to throw us, some some tricks up your sleeve that you that you'd like to bring up. Some tricks up my sleeve. I've got one trick up my sleeve. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're going to talk quickly about the NFL draft. I said I just had one little hint. I know we're going to talk mostly about it in our next show. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I'm, just, I'm just going to bring this up, and it's about the quarterbacks. I know it's a two-quarterback race between Marcus Mariota and piece of crap, crab leggers. Craig crab leg stealing uh, Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. We, we always say that Marcus Mariota is the 
the system quarterback, right? Yep. I think that Jameis Winston is the true system quarterback. Ooh, hey. Want to know? And here's why I think so. Yes, sir. The last two quarterbacks to come out of his system were Christian Ponder and E.J. Manuel. Tell me which of those is starting. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it doesn't look good, does it? The Florida State offense over there, the Florida State system. I mean, like we insult mm-hmm. USC wide receivers, USC players constantly because they're from USC, you know, like, oh, don't go get him. He's from USC. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all and about it, the system. And, you know, now we're like all, you know, getting all hard for Jameis Winston. But you're this is the same offense that Christian Ponder and EJ Manuel ran. And we're both first round draft picks. What makes you think that this is going to be any different? Mm-hmm. They all had the similar skill sets. They both, all three could run moderately well. And all three could throw the ball. <laughs> it's just none of them have elite arm strength. Mm. None of them were perfect on accuracy. And all <sighs> of them turned over the ball more than you'd probably ideally like. All three are exactly the same. Yeah, you know what it comes back to when you think about all that? Like, all, all the above you mentioned? Like, what are the two words that... What are the two words that, that, that I like to talk about all the time with a quarterback? And, well, any position in football, especially if he's a guy that's going to lead your franchise, lead your offense. You know, the most important position in all of sports. Two words, special skills. Yep. Special skills. Zach Menberger's got a special skill in throwing the ball. Yeah. You know, Bridgewater obviously studies, learns... He doesn't have the greatest arm ever. No. And, but and, his but his brain, yeah, his brain is a special skill. Yep, go ahead. Right, and he finds people in their, you know, gaps and whatever. And oh, yeah. Just throwing mm-hmm. for 70-plus percentage a game at the end there for the last, like, five games. He's mm-hmm. at, like, Act- 70, 68, 72, and 73, which is very impressive to think about. Mm-hmm. And Accuracy. Actually, mm-hmm. Right. Accuracy is the most important part. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you remember right, he was hitting his long balls deep in the year. He hit yeah. one against New York, against Green Bay, most of all, to Charles Johnson against his former team. Mm-hmm. He hit Adam Thielen on a long ball. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty much almost solved after, you know, overshooting Cordero Patterson. Uh, yep. I mean, it's a learning period, you know. So, yeah, I think he's got it. He's certainly, with Tim Hasselbeck, yeah, I'm getting all, but yeah, he certainly uh, responded to Tim Hasselbeck's questioning him about being able to... Matt Hasselbeck. Was it Matt or, oh, oh no, it was Tim, because he, he was a backup, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, career it was a backup. Yeah, it was a backup, yeah, because Matt was a starter for most, well, not most, but yeah, yeah most, most, yeah, yeah, most, yeah, it did add up after a while, yeah, most. Holmgren era. Yeah, Holmgren, yep, where Tim, yeah, Tim was a, a backup. Right. And I barely even knew who he was, practically compared to, compared to his brother. Um, but yeah, he was saying how, yeah, I'm a I was a career backup and such, and because, you know my skills were limited and such, and I'm seeing that from Bridgewater basically that he can't hit, he can't really hit a guy in stride on a deep ball. He he just can't seem to he's he's not accurate on the deep ball, and that's a huge that's a huge red flag for his future being a starter that he might be just a really good backup. And then next thing you know, he's 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 Teddy Bridgewater is literally proving him wrong one one week after another. Right, and most people, and you know, you go and look at the stat sheet, you're going to see he was accurate, but he threw some interceptions. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, interceptions are to be expected, but you also mm-hmm. got a number of one of those was from Cordero Patterson ultimately yeah. giving up on a play. Mm-hmm. Charles Johnson owned up to one and said, I ran the wrong route against Detroit. Mm-hmm. One of them, Teddy threw to the wrong shoulder, which was Teddy's fault. Mm-hmm. And then again, it's the first Detroit game. Yeah. Two of them were batted at the line. Yep. Yeah. Those, that, that was the worst because those happened right in front of me. I was like, you've got to be effing kidding me. Yeah, just really bad balances. You know, great defensive plays and all that good stuff. Yeah, but great defensive plays, just not good balances. I mean, it's not yeah. specifically just his fault. Yeah, he could have thrown it a little bit higher, but, I mean, when you got long-ass arms like that, you're not going to let, you know, any quarterback. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers when he visited Buffalo. <sighs> he had two interceptions, and <laughs> one of them just went straight up at the line. So it can happen even to the most elite quarterbacks. Yeah, that's... Stone Cold proof that when Bridgewater struggled in Baltimore, every or Baltimore, excuse me, Buffalo, everybody struggles in Buffalo. Yeah. Everybody. Remember, I was like, look at this, thirty-seven percent completion percentage from Aaron Rodgers. It's like, see, you know, it, it's this Buffalo defense is the real deal. They are. It's oh. a matter of is Rex Ryan the true defensive genius, or is this going to be ruined after just one year? Ooh, he he better be because if he is, whoa, that team could be, uh, that team could have a shot at the AFC title game, and God knows what happens after that. God, right. you know. Right, I think what they're trying to do in Buffalo right now is implement the offense that he wants to run without letting him run it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, right. I mean, because when he had the reins at the offense in New York, we all saw how Geno Smith went. Granted. Ugh. Geno Smith finished the year very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ultimately screwed over the Jets draft pick. <laughs> thankfully. But <laughs> just like Joe Webb. No. <laughs> oh, look at me. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still glad he's with the Panthers. That's a good fit for him. He can stay mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But just I mean like yeah, Joe Webb here, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with the draft. Two uh, twenty 2011, God, no, God Almighty, right? <laughs> right, no doubt. <sighs> bad, was, bad memory. Yeah, there's a lot of bad memories from that era. Mm-hmm. I did like Joe Webb at first, though. I mean, he was a breath of fresh air. I mean, he was a run-first quarterback, which we never really had, so it was just mm-hmm. different. I remember mm-hmm. I fell head over heels for him. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch at the time, too. Until Green Bay. Yep, yep, until Green Bay. He was... He was uh, he thought there it was just you know some baseball practice. He was a minor, he was a little league baseball coach throwing grounders to the uh, infielders. That's pretty much what he was trying to do in that game. I yep, thought yep. Donovan McNabb was the one that threw grounders. Oh, yep, yep. He's the other one. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just the other one. He's the other little league coach. You know, he just was he was uh he was one of the assistants or something. I think. Right. Or actually, no, Webb. He was like the little you know helper. What do they call him? Like little team managers, or whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, water girls and bat boys. Mm-hmm. That is but, pretty funny. But yeah, ultimately, bottom line, special skills at the quarterback position. I mean, and when you see a quarterback with special skills leading your franchise, it just makes you smile and you put your feet up and enjoy. Hey, Joey, want to hear about a quarterback that has to lead a franchise that they don't want him to? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm reading an article in the MSN Sports, and it says. The Bears aren't happy that they're stuck <laughs> with Jay Cutler. Their solution? Make sure Cutler doesn't stick it to them, dot, 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 again. Oops. Quote, we're moving forward <clears throat> with Jay Cutler as our starting quarterback from Brian Pace. 
They don't sound too thrilled about that one. Mm-hmm. You know, that almost sounds that almost sounds like, doesn't it, though? It almost sounds like Leslie Frazier saying Christian Ponder gives us the best chance to win. It sounds like it. Almost. It's like, yeah, that's that's great. You're just going to stay in your doldrums of uh, stupidity, I suppose. Pretty much. It looked like, oh, dang it. You know, like like back, back remember just a couple of years, 2010, they went to the NFC title game, and boy, it looked like they were making a lot of smart moves, and I was all kind of like, man, it props to the Bears on the show. I was being nice to them. Now it's like, yeah, what the hell are they doing? And like you were saying off air, right. um, on a recent show I was saying how the Bears were literally one year behind the Vikings where it's a quarterback problem, get rid of this, get rid of the coach, the defense is a pile of crap. It's literally like the 2013 Vikings. Okay, here we go. They're heading into their new era. Now they're going to keep their uh, more expensive. Uh, he has special skills, but he's just good. He's mental, you know. He's like a he's like Ponder with special skills, basically. <laughs> he's still mental, being Jay Cutler, and he's a cancer, cancerous, uh, just a cancer in the locker room. They got rid of one of their cancers. He's off to the Jets. That being Brandon Marshall. That was the other player, which I was blanking about earlier, and I do apologize. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it's a cancer, and why would you keep one of them around? You might as well just lose money, and you know you had the opportunity to technically save money. Mm-hmm. By you know not, I mean you got a rookie or one year pro quarterback now and David fails. So you might as well <sighs> give the kid the ball. I mean yeah. he's not going anywhere else. So yeah, I mean they're not going to make the playoffs. It's it's not anybody bashing them. It's just the way it is right now. It's it's funny to see how many Bears fans think that they're the shit though. They really do. And they're like, hmm. we got we got the uh, best head coaching system in all the NFL. And I'm like, okay. Let, let's start this process of thought here. <sighs> Your head coach played the greatest quarterback when he knew he had a torn hamstring for the <laughs> last three weeks. When you guys had clinched your playoff spot, it may yeah. not be home field advantage, but you clinched at least a playoff spot. So you very well could have benched Peyton Manning and let him heal for three weeks, and but you didn't. So right yeah. away, you guys get booted out of the playoffs with the most talented team in the NFL. Your offensive coordinator never called a single play all year. That's <laughs> not a true offensive coordinator in my book. No. And, I mean, yeah, sure, our defensive coordinator doesn't call the plays, but George Edwards does not get credit for the defense. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's the defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer, it's Zimmer's defense. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was Peyton Manning's offense, not, you know, Whatever his face is, I, that's how irrelevant. Yeah, I'm already forgetting. Yeah. yeah, that's how irrelevant he truly is. And then their defensive coordinator. You have one of the most talented defenses in all the NFL, but yeah. failed to, but you failed to stop the likes of a Russell Wilson and a bunch of no-name wide receivers. Good coach. <laughs> yeah, they got absolutely roasted and toasted, didn't they? Literally roasted and toasted. Right by a bunch Ugh. of no-name wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And the and the Colts didn't make him look good either. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, too many, yeah, just too many mistakes there. And I do think John Fox is a good coach, but, yeah, that Peyton Manning one. You know, if you're serious about winning the Super Bowl, you cannot have a guy in his upper 30s with a, sore, with, with a torn hamstring. You cannot have that. Right. You're never going to win. No. Nope. Can, can I add this in here? I'm just, I just yeah, got yeah. a notification <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's about... I know we didn't want to hit on him. Adrian Peterson. Uh-oh. And it's just going to be quick. It's 
Adrian Peterson and the Vikings are no closer to a solution, and Jerry Jones from the Dallas Cowboys is googly eye him from Peter King of Sports Illustrated. Mm-mm-mm. It's so crazy. It looks like he will be in blue and silver by next year. And it, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, sadly, um, it's kind of like one of those things. The writing was on the wall, regardless of how you feel about it. They're right. They're kind of surgically, mentally removing themselves from the Vikings, and it just kind of is what it is, well, see, unfortunately. We were already taking these steps, you know, like yeah. last year, and, you know, we were just trying to, you know, because we knew how old he was. Yep. And it, we'd have to be blind to say that we weren't. We were. So it's just it's just one of those things. It's it, We're not being led on with all the true information. You know, you can come out and tell us that you want him back, but we all know behind closed doors that he's got a giant cap hit, and you could probably get a couple mid-round picks for him, mm-hmm. which we seem to do okay with Yeah, if they play. Jarek McKinnon did okay last year. Mm-hmm. David, like... Yank- David Yankee, I would like to see him play it all. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. He has not. He he hasn't. He he didn't see the field at all last year. He dressed once. Oh, okay. He dressed. Yeah. That's good, at least. <laughs> at least they dressed him, but I, yeah. I hope, yeah. Week 17, he finally dressed. Yep, isn't that, isn't that sad? That's embarrassing. So, hope to God he he can move up the uh, the charts a little bit, the depth charts. Whereas McKinnon, hey, as long as he can stay healthy, maybe put on some, some bulk in the offseason, right. improve. I, I like him a lot. He, he may or may not be like a major starter of the future, per se, but the Patriots had LeGarrette Blunt, and they didn't even use him, and they won the Super Bowl against one of the best defenses ever. So, all right. Well, I think the true, yeah. I think the true sign here for all of us is, you know, Spielman always says in his press conference interviews that there's a whole bunch of wide receiver or uh, running backs in this year's class that are really good, which yep. there are. This is yeah. the most stacked class for running backs. And then we go and re-sign Matt Asiata to a one-year deal. Granted, it would not be, you know, drastic if we were to cut him after camp. You know, if we were to think about still keeping Adrian, which is not going to happen, but, you know, if we were to go down that road, it's just this is more signs to show that it's already been written on the wall for a long time now. Yeah, that, that's like, you know, like in a nutshell, it's, yeah, the, you, the writing is on the wall. It's right, like you're just age. in complete denial if you're not thinking so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean the, the age, you know. I mean to per se age. I mean we were thinking that. Remember last year on the show, even yeah, that it's time to remember. I even said I do hope at some point, maybe the, in the third round, and it was exactly the third round. The Vikings draft a running back, um, be it a developmental guy, just some somebody, you know, bridge the gap. You know, he could be a backup, third third down guy, maybe even third string at first to ultimately bridge the gap to. Maybe he's the next starter, maybe not, but at least he's something. He's some kind of an insurance plan as, you know, at some point we're probably going to be saying goodbye to Adrian Peterson via free agency, cap hit, age, all that good stuff. Because when it, when it, I mean, how many great running backs have gotten older and they've moved on to other teams? All of them. I mean, uh, all of them, literally, right? Marcus Allen left the, the L.A. Raiders slash... Yeah, they were still L.A. To... O.J. Simpson, uh, mm-hmm. Marshall yep. Falk, Barry yep. Sanders didn't, but it's He's just, only... you know, yeah, he had to retire when he had to, so... but yeah. And that's why he didn't go to another team. He, had, he was 29 and retired, <laughs> and Robert Smith, yeah. Right, 
But mm-hmm. other than the likes of that, you know, pretty much all of them that, you know, NFL mm-hmm. Network were... actually showed a large list of those. So yeah, like a big name, you know, like like all of them. Even the Dorsey Levins is in the and the uh, Amon Green went to Houston and. Yeah, you know, it just goes on forever. Obviously, uh, Daniel Thomason to the to the Jets. Yeah, but look at me. You know, even even some even the one that a lot of people call the greatest ever, and Emmett Smith went to the Arizona Cardinals. So I mean, it they all do it. They all do it. So nice, uh, nice veteran additions to certain teams. Corey Dillon to the Patriots, World Champions. There you go. So it works sometimes. It does. Right. For that team, they maybe they need a running back. They have all these other pieces. Okay, bring in this veteran, one-year, two-year wonder, boom, there you go. But we're, we're the team losing them and hopefully getting a nice developmental project, per se. I know we yeah. don't want to look too far ahead, you know, for mm-hmm. like the draft, per se. But what yeah, yeah. Think, what would you think of, like, a David Cobb out of Minnesota as kind of like a three-headed back type of monster, you know? I would love it. <laughs> To keep it short, I would love it, yeah. I would love it. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the New York Giants a little bit, doesn't it? And I really, as much as I hated what they did to the Patriots, and I know people hate me for having a second favorite team, but they are my second favorite team, so so you can stuff it, mate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, as one of, as my, my favorite Australian out there would say, <laughs> Vince Romano, if he's listening. Um yeah, I, uh, much as I hate what they did, my God, I love that team, though. The Giants, they had the great defense and all that, and then they had the earth, wind, and fire. Let's go. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Do you like it? Yeah. Do you I, like it? I do. I mean, Asiata's earth, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my main thing, though, is, I mean, I look at the 0-9 Cowboys, and granted, they didn't make it far in the playoffs, but if you remember all the hype going into that week, it was all about the three-headed monster that they had. Mm-hmm. It was not Tony Romo. It was not whatever yeah. piece of shit wide receiver they had. It was <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the three-headed monster at the running back position, and how well could Minnesota stop their running game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, mean the the yeah. 2009 game? Yeah, yeah it was the yep. chart choice and whoever else they had at the time. But it was so prevalent that that was the main story. And mm-hmm. they're talking about on you know in the playoffs this year that this is the first time that they've had a running game that they got to the playoffs, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That is not true. You know, I mean, I remember that week so well. It's just because, I mean, that was the greatest season that I've gotten to see personally. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, the 2000 season was nice, and I remember that Mm -hmm. relatively well, but I... That was fun. Yeah, I mean, granted, getting blown out 44-0 in New York is Mm -hmm. very enjoyable, but... Yeah, 41 donut. <laughs> Fumbling two kickoffs to start the game, fourteen nothing. Like there with thirteen minutes remaining in the first quarter. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like all your dreams, all your hopes in in two minutes. Like, all right, it's over. You know, I mean, you you just know. Like when the Govers gave up four goals in the national championship game last year, I knew it was over. It was in like a three minute span. It's like, ugh, come on, you know. I hate watching that kind of stuff. Hey, at least it makes mm. you know that it's. You know, you don't have to waste any more time. Yeah, I just went downtown and looked at the Viking Stadium and trying not to cry, basically. And that's go for men's hockey, by the way, out there. Which, right? Yeah, Ugh, the new, that, that new stadium is gorgeous so far. It's so big. Oh, and, and it 
Looks like, and yeah, I mean, some people know this. Some people are going to be like, no kidding, Joey. And other people are going to be like, oh, I didn't notice that. Because n not everybody knows, but when you look at it, it it's a ship. <laughs> it Ooh. is a ship, yeah. Breaking news, C.J. Spiller is going to meet with the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There I could, it is. I, I could see that working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't that out there for like a while that that would be a good fit? Right, yeah, he's meeting I believe. our... Nope, it's with the Saints. Never mind, my bad. Ah, crap. Yep. The Aints. Ah, uh, the, them who shall not be named. Hey, they're hey. going. They are going backwards with that Seattle trade. Yep, that's another huge story that sucks. Like Seattle has a really good tight end now. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's funny. Uh. I mean, yeah, okay, they add Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. But New Orleans ultimately lost this. I mean, you get an aged center. Yeah. And yeah, okay, I get you guys have a problem at center, but this guy has been in the league for some time now. Mm-hmm. I mean, why don't you just trade Jimmy Graham two per Seattle for just picks? Just be like, just give us picks, please. Yep. And I hate that Seattle's got the tight end, you know, because <laughs> now, I mean, their, phys their offense that was already very physical and relied on, you know, just relied on... Russell Wilson's legs, yeah, beast meowed, and I, I'm here so I won't get fined. You know, I'm just recording this show so I don't get fined. You know, that guy? Yeah. 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 And he's re-signed, and I hate his guts, and I hate the whole team and for the, for every reason. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just keeps that sh that shorter yardage physical offense. Eh, it just made it better. Damn did it. You, did you know mm. he's getting that trademarked? Which one? Oh, beast mode? Yeah. Ugh. I can't believe I'm actually calling him Beast Mode instead of Marshawn Lunch. Oh, well. Yeah. It's okay. We all know he's Bitch Mode. Yeah, Bitch Mode. There we go. <laughs> I just kept calling him Marshawn Lunch. Uh, you're like, that's creative, Joe. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> just, just just, replace a vowel. Uh, pretty much. Did you know, fun fact about the Vikings, we're just going to circle back to our, yeah. our, our own team here. Yep. The only player to still be around from the Sean Hill days is mm. Colin Moffler. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because he's been here for a long time. He, he replaced Mike Morris, which takes you back to, like, you know, the, the day, you know. Takes right. you back to Brad, Brad Johnson the first time. Heck, uh, Warren Moon the first, you know, like, yeah, Warren Moon. Even That's even before him, I think, like, That's you know, Rich true. Gannon. Mm -hmm. right, it just shows you know, the stability at a long snapper spot. If people yep, don't yep. think about how important that position really is, but yeah. if you have a bad snap, that screws literally everything up. Yep, you're done. I mean, just like Tony Romo not able to hold the ball in the 2006 playoffs, that that derailed a promising season. You have to you have to get it right. You can't have a high snap. You can't have a low snap. You have to get it right where it needs to be, and then the holder has to have have the ball up. Not on the ground. If it's on the ground, it's season over. If it's like a key, ex I mean, just just a a forty five yard field goal or a fifty five yard field goal against the wind is one thing, but an extra point when you're you know just trying to tie a game and go to overtime is another. And right. you screw that up, your season's over. Just just like that. Isn't that fun? It's just the craziest type of stuff. So yeah, you think of how many variables come into the long snapper and how valuable they are and how many times they get it right. How many times in a row they get it right and never really get noticed because you figure, ah, it's an extra point, right? Yeah, it, I mean... It's, it, a, it's, it's a 35 yarder indoors. Yep. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Did yep. you hear that they're trying to uh, 
well, we already know that they're trying to push back the extra points because of what they did in the preseason. Mm-hmm. But they're also trying to sh- uh, shrink the goalposts, possibly. Huh. Really? Well, yeah, because they did it for, I think it was the Pro Bowl game, and they thought, oh, this is a good idea. That's goofy. And I, yeah, I, I don't want an 18 game season though either. That, yeah, they're trying, they're talking about all this weird stuff and the NBA with their new commissioners kind of talking all this weird stuff too. Like, sh- in some ways shortening the season, which, yeah, they're not going to do that. And then other ways like ex- extending the season so there's more rest or so until it goes into July, which I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think anybody wants the season to be that long. That's stupid. Extending the length, you know, like longer time in between games, which right, eh, that would just stay. That would just stay on the product, I think. Truly, yeah. I mean, I mean, hockey and basketball are known for having quick paced type of schedules. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, hockey has you know one or two nights off usually, or you know up to four. But we get into this time of year. Look at the Wild. You know, we're playing, you know, back to backs. You know, yep. every other like twice a week here. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, but it 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 picks up and you know everything starts to truly get going. I like that personally. And they forget, and they refuse to sit Kemper. But no, no I like the fast the faster uh, pace in eighty two games. Dubnik. But I keep doing that. I did that on the last show almost too. They refuse to play Kemper to rest Dubnik. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> Dubnik. Dubnik. Yep. Hey, that's okay. I mean, you know, the yeah. guy says he's still willing to go, and if we're winning six to two. I'm oh yeah. Not complain none. Yeah, I mean, I I love him to death. I mean, foreshadowing uh, Devin Dubnik's MVP. <laughs> Devin Dubnik's MVP for this season, barring some kind of change. Ugh, oh, look at me cheating. Well, what's crazy is, I mean, the fall off of Darcy Kemper. See, but I mean, it's one of those yeah. Cordero Patterson type of things, you know. He yeah, came yep. in and he was good for the, you know, what he was made early to on, do. right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now it's just a development process. Can he be in every, you know, one-two starter? I mean, if we can get Kemper to play like he did his first year and Dubnik to play like he is now, this could turn into a fun situation for a couple of years to come before we fall apart with our age and type of stuff. So That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, oh. I think we're yeah. starting to turn into a win-now type of team, but, you know. With a, with a wild, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely at that stage because the expensive free agents of thirty year are thirty years old now. The guys that were signed for ninety nine million each. <laughs> yep, they're in their thirties, so they're stuck in the win now. Not not that it's a bad thing, I suppose. Just go ahead and win, then. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we're all. If we could get any of our Minnesota teams to win, that we actually like watching. Yeah, we're we're just starving for a championship in this town. Just like Gober Hockey with me, and yeah, I mean you guys out there. Notice that, yeah, we're we're bouncing into even even hockey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think, oh well, yeah, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a fun shot. Oh yeah, and it's uh, and ultimately that also shows the possibility. Sebastian could be on that show too, which I think would be really fun. Mm. Yes, it's it's hard sometimes because I keep those going on a schedule, but yeah, well, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So possibly, if you're a brave, the wild listener out there, I know Mark Carlson does. Sebastian, I believe, or Sebastian, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Brent also. Yeah, more of you start listening. That would be nice. Please, just please. please. <laughs> I mean, Joey could use the five stars on you or on uh, Apple's watching. I iTunes, yep. Piece of crap tunes. Whoa! How dare you? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, pretty much. Some, some, sometimes. 
<laughs> and and on Android devices, of course, this show, you know, Double Twist, and there's others like, Pot, is it Podomatic? I believe is one, or is that a no? That's a that's a that's a loader like Hipcast is. I'm, I'm getting them all mixed up. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I know. I'm still, I'm still trying to find one for my Windows phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another thing. So you got a Windows now, huh? Yeah. I went to a Windows. I was like, cool. well, yeah. you know, it's good because I have all the Word documentation and that type of stuff. But now it's starting to bite me in the butt. Uh-oh. I don't have all you know, <laughs> the apps and everything, so I can't listen to all the shows without... Huh. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had to get my computer fixed because of the viruses and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, I can... <laughs> yep, I can definitely relate. I'm staring at a dead at a dead tower right now. It's a it's a it's closed for business. Yeah, I'm on a different computer the last month or so. That's why I've been hearing different sound sound effects on the shows, <laughs> sounds and, and bumper music and all that good stuff. Isn't that nice? But but I'm but I'm actually enjoying using this thing. It's it's easier in some ways because then everything's where it can where it needs to be. <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And if you guys, I know I'm just going to make this quick pitch out there. If you guys like listening to me speak, I have a YouTube yes. channel. So definitely look me up, Sebastian Balls. So. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, Sebastian and then B-A-H-L-S. Yeah, do look them up there. Uh, those are some really, really nice speeches. I almost forgot to, yeah, we almost forgot, or, yeah, I almost forgot to bring bring that up before. I'm very, 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 yeah, yeah very I, worth it. I had a live one today up in the Twin Cities, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And your self-esteem could be at any level, you know, for this to be valuable as far as I'm concerned. You could have a high self-esteem, low self-esteem, or like me, even keel. I try to keep keep myself in the middle, per se. Try to. I, I don't know. Sometimes it <laughs> fluctuates one way or the other for whatever reason, but, it's okay. yeah, but that's life, right? <laughs> yeah. Once we give up a fourth and 20, I want to find a cliff to jump off of, too. Yep. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, or give up four goals in two minutes, three minutes. I'm still bitter about that. Or miss three field goals in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And Blair give Walsh up. needs to get his act together too. Yeah, he was a he was a he was disappointing. He, he was disappointing, yeah. but he was not yeah. as bad as Jeff Locke. I, mm-hmm. none no, of, in my opinion, none of the players can come close to Jeff Locke. And that's the other thing. Can we ever draft? You know how. We pick up a punter, another guy who should not be named because he was in the news too much, off of, you know, just free agency, undrafted, and he's really good for a while until he got a little bit too noisy. <clears throat> and then <laughs> and then you, the guy before him, Eddie Johnson, was a draft pick, and he was gone in two years because he was terrible. Right. So then what happened, you know, and then again, another guy we draft, and it's been two years, and he's yeah, there's been no reason to believe he's anything special in this league as a punter. Oh, no? he's, he's crap. He had like forty-yard punts. Like he's really that, bad. That's something when you know you're like punting from like your own forty. Yeah. But even then. Yeah. To to date, he's pretty bad. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he's not back. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. It's funny though. You get you know. It seems like a lot of the best kickers have come out of nowhere. The not like not the draft picks and guys maybe that even go in the first round like Steve Christie he was a decent kicker but certainly not a Hall of Famer. I like that kid out of Concordia, St. Paul. Oh, what's his name? I'm not sure, but I know he's from here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to have him play at the bank though. Google him, Google him. Oh, for the Gophers, right? Well, uh, yeah. No, for us. Oh, for the yeah. uh, uh, Concordia. 
Oh, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Pardon me. Yep, the, the, the college itself. Yeah, I'm going all over the place again. Joey, you're out of here. Yeah, that's one of those... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those names that, eh, you know, yep. It's one of those names and one of those positions that's certainly not high on the on the draft, is it? <laughs> or the free agency per se? Oh, any final thoughts you may have about free agency at this stage? Other than, well, it's been active, huh? It's Tom Obarski. Oh, the kicker. Oh, okay. Yep. He that was does sound the, familiar. He yeah. was in the Senior Bowl. Mm, oh, okay. Cool. And then he went to the University of Minnesota Pro Day. Mm. There you go. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Fun, fun uh, thing here. Rick Spielman said at the University of Minnesota Pro Day, that's where they found Adam Thielen, and look how that's starting to turn out. Nice. I mean, a nice, yeah, nice undrafted free agent, right? And Marcus Sherrills. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a good corner, but he can, I mean, he's a great punt returner. Yeah, and it took, and for both of them, they had to sit on the practice squad for a year or two, depending on, like, Marcus Sherrill's, it was like, a, two he or barely, three. yeah, two or three for him, yeah, he barely made the practice squad, and then it's like he almost made the team back to the practice squad, but boy, he was probably the best guy on the practice squad, and then he made it, it's like, cool, yeah, it was a build-up, and then Thielen, it was like a year, yeah, it was one year, practice squad, he was good enough to make the practice squad, and then this year, yeah, and NFL, baby. Well, well it's hard not to give him a, you know... A roster spot when he's making kick, you know, tackles and special teams plays, and I think he tackles as well as he catches, which is quite incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a nice returner when he actually gets loose. Oftentimes he ends up having to do a fair catch, but well, which eh. is which is fine. I'd rather him. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I like him gunning, so that's it's kind of funny to watch too a wide receiver being a gunman, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of crazy. That's how you know. No, how much we don't really have to worry about the Vikings this offseason. Like, we do, but we don't. Like, we're not going after, you know, free agents. So Mm -hmm. we're just looking at what we still have. We went after Sean Hill if we didn't already express this too much. Yep. You know, it's solid. Yeah, solid. He knows his place. After Mm -hmm. that, we really don't. We're we're a build through the draft type of team, and we're going to keep it that way, hopefully. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Build, build, build a dynasty and not a one-year wonder. Mm-hmm. And that would be wonderful. Let, let's not be the Chicago Bears to where if we actually win one, that's all we ever talk about for the next 50 years. Yeah, they did get one, but yeah. And... I'm just trying to Ooh, figure to... out how you have the greatest defense and the greatest running back of all time at the same time. Yeah, oh my point. God. Yeah, only, yeah, isn't that something when you think about that? It just shows they're, you know, they weren't really, really well managed. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I mean, they never really have been. Yeah, the best running back ever. Yeah, he was getting, and he was getting older when they finally won, by the way. Right. Getting, getting a lot older. He was in his 30s. Like, back then, certain running backs like him and Marcus Allen could play into their 30s for a while. Emmett Smith, too, but, and he actually stayed on the same team. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like a baseball pitcher's pitch count now, you know. As mm-hmm. soon as that guy mm-hmm. hits triple digits, it's like, oh, no, he needs to come out to yep. where back then it was, you know, oh, Third. all right, well, if he could still run, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really look at the age as much. Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, he was 35, I think. Yeah, he was already about, no, he was 33 when they won the Super Bowl. He retired like 35, 30, he might have, yeah, he was 35 when he was like wrapping it up around 87 back in the good old days. Hmm. <laughs> 
Right. I don't remember. Did we? I'm not now. I'm I'm blanking if we were actually if we actually said this during the break or during the time. But yeah, the Vikings have been talking to Chris Culliver, or at least been uh, expressing interest in him. The former San Francisco, soon to be former San Francisco cornerback. Oh yeah, you, so. you said something about that on the Facebook page too. Yeah, I, I mean, yep. he's okay, sort of. Mm-hmm. I I'm just really in love with Trey Wayne's right now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my guy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Granted, it'd be nice to get like a Devontae Parker, um, you know. Just, Gord or Darrell Greenbacker, which we still can in the later rounds because of his mm-hmm. off the field issues. But it's just one of those types of things. That just shows you where we've come in the NFL. Darrell Greenbeckham, same pretty much same issues as Randy Moss off the field, truly. Mm-hmm. And then Randy Moss was still a first round pick and they're looking at Darrell Greenbeckham at like a third or fourth. Yeah. It, things are things are all over the place at that. Like they people have the guts to take a guy in the first round and in other cases they drop to the fourth, like Mettenberger last year with the the, well, the, the he, Titans. He, he screwed himself out of that one. Yeah, yeah, because he he already had issues with the injury and then possible off field stuff, and then the off field stuff reared its head even worse. Well, yeah, when good you, times, good times. When you know when your drug test is, and you still end up failing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that. I mean, it's kind of like that uh, Denver kicker that went to Detroit. Like, come on, I mean, alcohol stays in your system for twenty four hours. And you get drug tested what once a year, and you manage to drink within that twenty-four hour span. Mm-hmm. Way to go! It's pretty dumb. There's some people pretty dumb. there. Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Did you have any stars for this week, or are we just gonna? Mm, well, I'm just gonna give both Matt, Matthew, Kyle, and Dave Vicky a gold star for thank you for posting on there. I'm kind of annoyed that other people haven't, but. We'll, we'll we'll leave it open. I'm just yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know if it's because they've been. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like they didn't see it. Maybe probably that's possible because I was posting all the other stuff. Right. And, it, and maybe it got shoved down. So maybe I won't get too mad at anybody. But for Matthew Kyle and so yeah, Matthew Kyle was talking about getting a gold star. Yeah, here's your gold star. <laughs> and Dave Vicky, both of you guys get gold stars for posting in the. <laughs> In the fan in the fan interaction, well, not necessarily that as much as the uh, season wrap up section per se. Yeah, like you gotta said, love it, that. It was one of those things where so much stuff's getting posted, and I mean everybody's mm-hmm. posting about this type of stuff right now. So I mean, you could yeah. say, yeah, you know, you could post one thing, you'd be like, oh, didn't I say that to all of them? And you're like, no. So mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard. I mean, I'm on like three or four Facebook NFL pages. You know, Uh-oh. People are, yeah. I like to stay up to date, so. Yeah, that's good. It, it definitely helps. Helps me, helps the show, helps uh, helps you for enjoyment, and, of course, for knowledge of the NFL. Yes. Yes, knowledge that truly doesn't really matter, but it does. But it does. Yep, it absolutely <laughs> does. That's that's why, you get, that's why you're listening out there. That's right. Doggone it. Please, please tell a friend about the show, will you? Please, uh, out there. Rate, rate us on iTunes or deeply, deeply appreciate it. Uh, any opportunity you may have, you could get a five-star, or yeah, please, please uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you can, if you have the time to write a review, please do. You don't have to, but it, it's appreciated. It's, it's just, it's just a bonus. It's icing on the cake. Makes us look better. Like, 
really like your show, maybe even say something you'd like to be improved if DP. Don't go any lower than a three-star, though, because I don't think uh, this show is below a three-star. I, I really don't. I don't. <laughs> no. No. If, if it, it is, you're it's, not, it's not below a five-star, to be honest with you. Or at Thank least that. that's just my opinion. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've only been listening for, like, four or five years, so. Yeah, I really, and I really appreciate that, too. I really, really, really do. And I love love everyone out there. Thank you so much for, for listening to this show and for your loyalty. It's It means so much. I mean, there are days I'm exhausted, depressed, whatever it is. You know, maybe the game was just tiring. Maybe I've been working way too much and they're giving me a really hard time at work. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's like the thought of, oh, i got to record. That's going to be hard. I'm exhausted. And then... But then I, I think about those of you out there that have supported the show and are like, we're, you know, I can't wait. To, I can't wait until Pearl Mafia is out. And it's like, really? People are actually saying that? I, I can't believe they're actually saying that. So it just, yeah, it, it hits. You know, it's it, it means a lot. It really does. So thank you all very, very much. Can I add in one last little note before I truly wrap it up here? Yes, sir. One running back that was over the age of 30 that the Vikings got rid of and never mm-hmm. did anything after that. Uh-huh. Chester Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, he bombed, just died. Died of old age, uh, literally. As a player, as a player. He's still living, but, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I hope he's still living, yeah. for his sake. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for humanity's sake, yes. But he disappeared off the face of the earth after he went to Chicago. Yeah, multiple... It looked like... You see, that's the thing... <laughs> No, here I go again. But, yeah, Chicago. It's just funny. The, you know, they, they have Matt Forte. There you go. Franchise running back. Congratulations. That's nice. And then you try to bring in a third down running back, and it looked like, damn, they got Matt Forte and Chester Taylor. That's that's pretty good. And then Chester Taylor flames out. Then they bring in, uh, what was his name? There was a, oh, great. There you go. I blew, blew it already. <laughs> yeah, last year they had Michael Bush. They finally had a good one. But it was the one in between Taylor and Bush. Uh, oh, oh, of course. What the heck is his name on the Gophers? Uh, Marion Jones. What the hell? Marion Jones. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, you said former Gopher? Yeah, the the powerful one. Because there's Lawrence Maroney. Right. What was his name? Uh, it was Jones. Oh, my God. But yeah, he was the he was the goal line one. Do you do you, do you remember which one I mean when they had Lawrence Maroney and? Uh... I'm gonna look it up. Oh oh, Marion Barber the third. Pardon me, I'm stupid. Yeah, th- it came back. Marion Barber the third. He went there and did nothing. What the hell? So there, there are multiple Minnesota ties there for different reasons. So finally, Michael Bush actually did work out, but the Bears were already like pretty much irrelevant by that stage. It was he was too late, too bad, right? Yeah, I know. I mean. It, it happens. Marion Jones. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Marion Barber, the third. Yeah, that's why Marion. Yep. Go ahead. But yeah, I thought this show went pretty well, and I appreciate you all for listening. And I definitely will be back for the draft coverage on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That should come out in the next two to four weeks. Four weeks is like the maximum. Yeah, it's probably. Well, it's already the twelfth of. Yeah, something like that. Probably the end of this month or early April, something like that would right. be my guess. Right, we'll, we'll try to, I mean, my best guess would probably be like earlier April, just because I know people start getting hungry for draft type of stuff and are looking Got for it. videos, and that's probably the best time we're going to get our viewers. 
God, yes, and and there's a guy we really really like, and we yeah we have a we we have a vision and a plan too when it comes to this guy. <laughs> we both agree on it. You've mentioned him three or four times. We yeah we he's his name has been brought up about three or four times. So that that's a nice little little uh, appetizer for you for the next show. That uh, do you want to say his name or should I? I've got a few people that I like, so you can say this one. Oh, the well, it's the yeah, the the uh, the guy that potentially would be there for the first round. He's been popping up lately in mock drafts as a Viking. And, of course, it's not Parker, it's Trey Waynes, yeah. Not Parker the receiver, it's Trey Waynes the cornerback, so. Well, I think yeah. it'd be better to, you know, get two solid cornerbacks than, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, if we can get, like, a Darrell Green Beckham in, like, rounds three or four, that would be an absolute steal. Because, I mean, okay, sure, okay, you can swing and miss on that type of guy, but what are you truly losing? Just like Honey Badger to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, they're not suffering, are they? No. <laughs> Great, great, great move. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in. I am in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and and uh, you know, Arizona, if they didn't have the injury to the quarterback, God knows they might have won their division. And who, who knows beyond that? So I saw on Twitter that uh, Adam Thielen and Charles Johnson were working out together. Well, there you go. So fun stuff ahead for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh yeah, absolutely. Loving the chemistry. Loving the new building. It's getting there. It's gonna be a little while yet, but only but only one more season, and the the bank's better than the dome. It's just colder, that's all. Anything's colder <gasps> than the dome. Yep, and if it's September, October, and it's beautiful out, do you really want to sit in a tent, or do you want to be out outdoors and enjoying the uh, nice breeze? I was outside <laughs> for both preseason games, and they're actually oh. not bad. I do recommend. You're like, well, it's just preseason. It is, mm. but you know, it's cheap tickets. You know, five. Yeah. I got six dollar tickets, and damn. Yeah, I mean, and you. Just sitting hmm. outside watching, you know, some football, and mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you can ever ask for. Mm-hmm. Like my only dislike is it's humid, like around that time. That's like state fair time, but that's it. I mean, still, it's, it would still be nice, right? But yeah, September, October, oh, heavenly. Well, oh. well the way the wind, comes, oh. the the way the wind comes into the building mm-hmm. is, you know, when it's a cooler front, it comes in really nicely. That'd be awesome. So then you can, yeah, it's definitely manageable, even if it's warmer. But there's a, yeah, little little cool gust make you make you uh, feel a little bit more, you know, <laughs> a little bit more comfortable than being burning up in the in a, on a humid day and right. metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's nighttime for the preseason games too. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you crack open a beer and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Crack open a beer and spray your spray the uh, spray the off on too. <laughs> <laughs> the off on. There we go. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, no doubt. Ox- oxymoron. Yep. Because yeah, watch out for skeeters. <laughs> skeeters. All right. So with that, yeah, I'm I'm goofy. I'm wacky. It's burning the midnight oil. We're both. And it's uh, yeah, yep, yeah, literally, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're in Australia and it's three in the afternoon. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's been a. Yeah, let's just say it's been a slightly, <clears throat> it was a slightly disappointing day at work, let's just say. So I'll, I'll leave that as it is. <laughs> I, I had a good day. Uh, a speech. Mm-hmm. I'm excelling at my dreams and goals. I don't know. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, see, like, my goals are doing okay. It's just, just today in general, just there was some not so good news about something. Oh, so. yeah. That, yeah. See, that happens to all of us. So now you're going to go yeah, and listen yeah. to one of my videos on YouTube and you're going to go to bed mm-hmm. satisfied. Yep, see, that's that's what you got to do. Those of you out there, too, I mean, not just me, but those of you out there as well, do that, please. Feel, feel free to subscribe. I've only got, like, seven subscribers. 
What? Yeah, I know. You think it'd be like seven hundred by now? I wish. And he will get more now. You you got to think. I'm, I'm all all all. See, I see. I have eight listeners, so no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the most I have Better, per mm-hmm. uh, speech is 120 views. That's it. So, mm-hmm. and I know we definitely do much better with our shows on there. So, so hopefully yeah. this is some good advertising. I hope so. It, it better be. And you're like Joey. <laughs> no, I if wouldn't not, like that. No, I'm teasing. Right. Well, I appreciate you all for listening. We're gonna finally yeah. wrap it up here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, everybody, so much. Uh, yeah, we we bounced a little bit, but hey, that's that's the name of the game, and it's the off it's season. Been, it's the off season. It, I've been I've been away, so and I've been been watching hockey and 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 basketball, and then keeping track of football and free agency. So that's why go got wild. a little bit long and wacky. Yeah, wacky. And yes, go wild. Yes, keep keep it up. With that, we will wish we will wish you a nice week. Enjoy the warmer weather. And we'll be back to talk some NFL draft.